Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 36, What If? Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And this week's episode is sponsored by Blow Up My Marriage. Yes, Blow Up My Marriage. I want to thank all of you out there who have already taken the initiative to sign up blow, sign up with Dr. Corey Allen in his 16-week course, Blow Up My Marriage. This is a course that can transform your marriage no matter where you are. We will have links in the show notes. And if you want to check that out, you also can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com. I think he's only going to be doing signups for a hold few on. more days. Yeah, hold on. Oh, you were looking at me like... You, you, you overstepped my boundaries on, on, our, on our sponsorship ad there. <laughs> I'm now sitting here with my mouth closed. So go to the... Go to the blog right there on the left-hand side, hit blow up my marriage, and that will take you to it. Now you can go. I was just going to say, he's only taking signups for a few more days because the course is filling up quickly. And so if you've been thinking about it, if you've got any interest whatsoever, um, I would jump on this because I I don't think he's going to have, I think he's going to sell out. Oh, he is. Um, last time, last time I talked to him to make sure that he wanted to sponsor this show again, he was very close. Okay. So. Well, yay, yay for all of you that are taking that step. Yeah. Um, in your marriage. That's right. Working to make change. That's always a positive thing. And what this show tonight is about. This is a special show. We are taking a break from our stripped down small group podcast because two years ago. Elisa and I took the challenge of all challenges for us, which was having sex for 60 days straight. And for those of you who are new to our podcast and are wondering what the heck are you guys talking about, go back to episode one and you can get... We lay it all out on the line. You can get get to uh, know us from there. But uh, before we talk all about that and how excited we are with where we are today and where we're going to be moving forward, let's talk about our week. Yeah. What did we do this week? This week was start of school. It was. <laughs> Amen. We've only been talking about this for the last three weeks. I know you're probably thinking, all right, enough already. But um, it's nice. It's, you know what? I, I have to admit, um, anybody that's friends with me on Facebook knows that I was doing my happy mommy dance uh, Wednesday morning. I had three uninterrupted hours where I got an amazing amount of stuff productivity done. stuff done. Um, and it's amazing. You only have three hours, which is the same amount of time I had last year when Abby was in preschool. But there's something about the fact that both kids go to school at the same time and it's just more efficient. And, uh, you know, really just budgeting my time better so that when the kids are out of school, I'm with the kids and I'm not trying to get other stuff done. Right. And, you know, I can even see last week that, that was just making our family work better. Mm-hmm. You know, where if I'm working when the kids are at school and then the kids come home and until they go to bed, 
it's it's just being productive during that time too right and so i'm not trying to get other me stuff done while they're around right so that's been um been a positive note been a positive thing yeah yeah we uh oh we went out to we went to the barbecue at yep. your twitter friend's house yep as many of you know I, I love cycling and i talked to a bunch of other cycling folks on twitter and there's a pretty good group of us here in San Diego that I've gone to know and ask questions and learn new routes and places to ride and all that sort of fun stuff. So one of the guys um, at SD Velo Social, Ben, he uh, invited a bunch of us over for a barbecue at his house. And it was really fun. We, we had a blast. I met a bunch of new folks. Met one of the guys from... Uh, team Type 1. Team Type 1. So team type one is everybody who's part of team type one, they have type one diabetes and they race bikes. Uh, so it's pretty damn amazing in my opinion, uh, what they do at the level they're racing and have type one diabetes. So it just takes a lot. I mean, you got to think about their sugar, right? You know, you got to think about their sugar. So what are they eating while they're riding and all that? Really cool. So we did that. And it was Um, really, you know, I have to say, so you guys know that I'm barely on Twitter. Um, it doesn't even register. And Tony's like a huge Twitter, Twitter. What's I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying I'm huge. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy the interaction. In our happens. family, it's huge for you. Yeah. I, you, I enjoy you guys the interaction. Know. I mean, it even you know, got to the point where it was crossing date night, but that's all. That's yeah, all water under the bridge now. Right. And if you guys want to follow me, it's at one on fire. I would, I would love for you to follow me and I'll follow you back. It's, it's cool. I, I just, I enjoy the interaction I get to have with you throughout the week. It's not just on a podcast. I ask questions. I put a bunch of fitness stuff up there. I put stuff about marriage up there. I put stuff about cycling up there. And then I just put day-to-day stuff that's going on up there too. Yeah. So he's not on it very much. Um, yes, that was sarcasm <laughs> in case you were wondering. Anyhow, I know I just have to say it was really, you know, when he said you're going out to, you know, we've been invited to dinner and I'm thinking, okay, who, would, you know, I know all of our friends. I know pretty much everybody who would invite us to dinner. I'm like, who is this? And he's like, oh, a guy I met on Twitter. And I'm thinking, really? You know, like I kind of thought Twitter was sort of this, you know, sort of nebulous, like we talk to each other, but you know, the whole face to face, it just seemed a little unusual that we would be meeting somebody, meeting someone that you were Twitter friends with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have to say it was really, it was really nice. And this couple, they have a daughter just about our daughter's age and the kids got along fabulously, which is always oh, a nice thing yeah, when you're going somewhere and you don't know anyone. And, um, husband and wife just had a really neat dynamic. She's had some health problems lately and he just, you know, made sure that she was taken care of, you know, he's invited all these people over and she's resting mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, he just made sure that she didn't have to do anything, anything yeah. and could just enjoy. I mean, she and I got to know each other pretty well and, um, you know, as well as you can over a couple hours over dinner and just had a really good time. And so it was really neat to see their dynamic in the midst of dealing with some health issues to say, you know, we're still going to be social. We're still going to do this type of stuff. And I'm, you know, honey, I'm just going to take care of it. I will make, get the food. I will do this. You just rest comfortably. Mm-hmm. So, um, so a lot of fun. And then, of course, you know, we had the tears from Abby as we were leaving because she didn't want to leave her new friend. Mm-hmm. So that was that, that was, was her. Fun. We've been doing our devotional. This week was a little tough. You fell asleep one night. 
Yeah, one night I fell asleep. Completely like, passed out about nine, nine o'clock. Yeah, right around nine o'clock, <laughs> which never, ever. I mean, to happens. the point, to the point of, and I know you guys have walked in on your spouse where they're just completely out of it. Where I walked in, I'm like, "Hey, Elise," and I mean, there was just no movement, no nothing. I, I mean, I washed up. Brush the teeth. I mean, the lights on. I'm doing my whole deal. Get in bed. Read. I mean, there's no movement. So I figured that night wasn't going to be a night to take the lead in the bedroom. <laughs> well, fortunately, that was one of my nights, so you didn't even have to worry about it because that was right. Wednesday. Oh, that's, oh, that was ah, Wednesday. Convenient for me. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I'm glad that was you. That was. Gosh, what else has happened this week? Not really much else has really gone. It's been busy at work for me. Uh-huh. So we've been doing a lot of that, as many of you know. Uh, I got fit marriage rocking and rolling. And so one thing that we have worked out in our family. So I have the dent dude, which is our primary uh, income. And I've had that for seven years. And what the dent dude is, is I take uh, dents out of cars. It's paintless dent repair. It's my trade. I've been doing it for 13 years and I've had, I launched the business seven years ago. And the greatest thing about the dent dude is I have a lot of flexibility because I'm a hundred percent mobile. I don't have a shop. Uh, I do it out of my house every once in a while, but it gives me a lot of flexibility to work on one and fit marriage stuff and whatever else I'm doing. So one of the big things though, is when I'm slow, I would come home after work and I would usually just sit down in our garage and I would work on whatever I had to do, which would aggravate me because the kids and Elisa would expect me to be doing stuff around the house because I was here and it would aggravate Elisa. Oh yes. Because I wasn't paying attention. So one thing we've been working on the last couple of weeks is if I have a day where I get all my work done, say by three o'clock and I have a couple hours, I'll just mosey on over to a Starbucks or to a coffee shop or somewhere where I can get some Wi-Fi. And I'll just pound out whatever I have for an hour and a half. I'll respond to emails. I'll do whatever I need to do with either of or any three of the businesses at this point. And, uh, you know, I'll be home by five, five thirty at the latest. And I will have to say that has been a huge help on our marriage. And so, you know, if you're self-employed out there or you got stuff going on at work, I, I would say, give it a shot. Make sure you get that stuff done and leave it. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've really been working on. So when I get home five o'clock, the computer doesn't go on. Um, I'm here. I'm present. I'm playing some games with the kids. I'm talking with the Lisa and I won't turn the computer back on until kids go to bed. Kids go to bed. And uh, depending on what I have, I, I, you know, I I try to do, I, I try not to do so much, an overkill because Elisa and I still want to be doing our devotionals. And yeah, stuff. I, th- I think we're just sort of at a point right now where you know with this settling back into the school schedule, and you actually even started this before the you know probably in yeah. the beginning of August. I think it was, was the beginning know, of August. Okay. Month. Um, you know we're just getting smarter. I mean, if you know Tony is the sole provider for our family, and so for him to be gotten you know nine to five is not that unrealistic. No. But with his schedule, he has the flexibility to be gone some days nine to three. Well, and <laughs> some when days the winter, he doesn't leave at the 11 winter, and comes the, home at four. Right. And when the winter hits, uh, we've had years where it just rains and you, I, I can't work. Uh, there's, there's nowhere for me to work. So I get stuck at home 
and I would try to do this stuff and it would just drive all of us insanely right. mad. Because I mean, you know, face it, when your spouse is home, you kind of expect interaction from them. And you we do? have a small, oh, I know, crazy. <laughs> um, and we have a smaller place. And when the kids see daddy, you know, they really could care less whether or not you have work to do. If yeah. you're home and you're not pushing a dent, they don't necessarily equate that what you're doing is work. They don't. No. And even when you are pushing a dent, the little ones you right don't. up in your business. You don't. I, <laughs> I will accept that. <laughs> and actually this weekend we had a couple of instances where the, the where the computer's on. I'm trying to do some stuff and you're getting hiffy at me. Oh, that that was yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I'm just we kind of had a role reversal on that one. Because usually, usually we're trying to get stuff done in the evenings and I'm the one that's guilty of being on the computer just checking one more thing and... Um, so I come out last night, we're trying to do bed and Tony's sending an email. <laughs> I'm like, really right now? So important that you send an email. Yeah, it was. So, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Cause the person was just waiting on the other end for that email. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's a very noncommittal. <laughs> and then it was really funny because we'd already, you know, here's a silly little thing, but we'd run the dishwasher earlier. I come out. I have to reload the dishwasher because we had more dirty dishes and I also wanted to do laundry. And so I come out to the garage and he's like, huh, I wonder if I can, you know, take the dishes out of the dishwasher. And I said, yes, I was actually going to start doing that. But then I remembered I had to do laundry. So, you know, he's like, I'll take care of it. So I finished the laundry, <laughs> go and do the dishwasher and make it to bed to read all in the time that he has not gotten off the computer to come inside when he had asked me about the dishwasher. And you know, you're just, pissed i was a little upset <laughs> you was were just, i was just like really you asked about the dishwasher and you didn't do anything well i was gonna get to it and you just decided to take care of it because i thought when you were asking me that you were gonna like jump out of my seat and do go it. do it right then i no i understand that now i i just and i was like what is this problem? i was just going okay if it needs to get done i'll get it done okay and so, so we me. had a little role reversal mm-hmm. there on a couple of those things i mean it's fine. We were laughing about it last night too, but you're just sort of those little things that quite honestly, if you don't talk about them can really start if, to if you don't come clean with it. Like I mean, yep. he could have, I could have gotten really kind of pissy with him and been like, well, I'm just, I'm mad at you Yeah, and I'm not going to tell you why you yeah. got to figure it out. You know, <laughs> think back over the last three hours, what you did that really made me mad. Yeah. Well, good grief, you know? And so I just, you know, in a loving way, it said that really bothered me. Because what I understood from you saying, can I get into the dishwasher now? Is it cooled off? Is I'm going to get up and I'm going to do the dishes. And so we just talked through it and it was not, it was a non-issue. By the time it was, we had discussed it, it was a non-issue. Mm. It didn't really lead. Mm. You don't think so? Uh, I, talking about it, you were still very closed. You, you didn't want to discuss you, I don't want to say you didn't want to discuss it, but you are just very like, okay, it's done. Um, I want to read. Well, I did want to read. <laughs> so by the time we finally talked through it and I let you know that it wasn't really a big deal and I was going to take care of it and we just worked through some of the issues of me just not jumping on it right when I said I was going to jump on it and you accepting that. Okay. Then we so were able we talked to through it. And yeah, then we it did. Was, then it was done. Okay. All right. Last week's show, 
calendar it and take the lead. It seemed to draw a good mix of emotions. A lot of good, actually. If you haven't jumped on the on the blog and seen episode, what episode was that? 34 last week? Last week was 35. This 35. Is okay, sorry. So episode 35, Mary left an awesome comment on calendaring it. Uh, and, you got to read this. And it was it was really cool. We then had a voicemail from our good friend Tim in Atlanta. And uh, here's what Tim had to say about his marriage, uh, rejection in his marriage. Um, take it away, Tim. Hey, Tony and Alisa, this is <clears throat> excuse me, Tim from Atlanta. I'm um, just outside, out finishing a walk up, so if I'm breathing heavy, this um, for that reason. I just wanted to give a call and, and chime in, and you know, my wife and I have been married for 20 years. This was past six months ago, a few months ago, and probably for the 18 years of that. I was um, feeling rejected a lot, and wow. you know, as you guys are talking about near the end of the podcast, and you know, truth be told, I think that's taken place a lot more than than what people would like to to think. You know, the first year of marriage obviously wasn't that way um, for the honeymoon phase, and in the last year and a half, two years has not been near as bad because awesome. we've we've realized this and. We've had a lot of talks about it, and and, and, uh, I can't say it's perfect now, but it's so much better than what it used to be because we realize the damage that's there. And I, you know, I'm I know I'm I'm talking from the man's perspective, and really, it's it's hard to I don't know, it's hard to put words and not sound like it's uh, I don't know. I I just I'll just leave it at that. Hopefully, people understand what I'm saying. That, they yeah, do. That she realized what she was doing through some discussions, some open discussions, talking about it. And without the talking, talking about it, we would have never come to the understanding what it was doing to us. And so, I, I'll leave it at that, and won't go any further. But just want to say that there is hope for those that maybe don't see the light at the end of the tunnel there and you guys are a good example and, and I think we're starting to become a good example um, over the past couple of years and I want to thank you guys for what you do and hopefully my wife will start listening soon uh, I've been talking about it and cool hopefully she'll start listening soon thanks again take care Bye. thank you so much for calling and you know I think you're right I do think that rejection happens a lot more than people talk about. Oh, yeah. I mean, because think about it. If you're the one being rejected, it's not like you're going around to your buddies or your girlfriend saying, my spouse doesn't want me. No. And if you're the one doing the reject- rejecting, you're not going around saying, hey, I'm on such a power trip. You know, I told him no again last night or I told her no. I mean, so you're not talking about it. Right. And, and that's part of what we strive to do on this podcast is to kind of unearth some of these things that don't get talked about and to say, you know what, these mm-hmm. don't have to be destructive behaviors in your marriage. You can choose to stop doing this. It's a choice. That's right. It's a choice. And so to hear that the last, you know, couple of years have been so much better for you guys, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And you are right. You are a source of hope to you others are. because there are a lot of people listening going, oh my gosh, they've been married that long and, and look at how they've changed their marriage. That's right. That's huge. And, and I really, I want to thank you for calling in um, and sharing your story with everybody in the one community because that, that's what we want to do. We want to provide hope mm-hmm. a- and we need listener feedback. We need you guys calling in with your stories, with your struggles, your success, because that's how we can help each other make stronger marriages. That's right. It's not just about us. It's not about us at all. We're just the catalyst. And we hope that by being the catalyst, you guys out there are just running with it. And you have just as amazing and successful marriages as we do, because then you can be the light in your community, talking, sharing, leading a small group, doing what you do to doing what you do in your everyday marriage to shine a light on people who just need some guidance. Mm -hmm. And for us, that's cool. I mean, that's, that's what we love about being behind the mics right? is that we get to share with you guys and we know that you're going out there and making a difference in your community all over the world. And, and that's awesome. And Tim, make sure to email us, ask Tony at one extraordinary marriage.com. And, uh, we're going to get you your prize package Absolutely. for being for, uh, for that voicemail because that, that is so, so awesome. And it, it really leads to what this podcast tonight's all about because it was two years ago when Elisa and I took on the challenge of 60 days of sex Mm -hmm. and we had no clue where we would be. And to say in the least that we are completely surprised with where our marriage is, which is the most important thing. It's two years later. uh, I'm in awe because it took me a decade to realize that I needed to even date my wife again. And for many of you who are, have been married for less than that or more than that, it's something I hope you've gotten from our podcast that is necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's been a journey that we've been on. Well, when we were talking about what we were going to do for this podcast, because you'll be listening to this on Tuesday and Thursday is the official. Um, okay. Well, because we started on September. F- oh, no, I guess first. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday is September 1st. Um, and, you know, we started every once in a while. I'm sure you find yourself doing this, playing the what if game. Mm-hmm. What if. And so we took it back. We took it back two years. What if Tony hadn't thrown it out there? Hey, Elise, what if we try this? What if I hadn't said yes? Where would our marriage, you know, I mean, it's hard to even try and guess where our marriage would be. Yeah. Because it's changed so dramatically in the last two years. It, it is so much deeper and so much stronger. We, not to say that it's perfect because believe me, I mean, you, guys, you guys hear every week when we start our show about all of our imperfections and you know i i mean we're talking tonight about how i was just you know a little cranky about the dishwasher i didn't give me a break is it really that important no but that just goes to show just one of those imperfections that comes up right but the fact that tony and i can even talk about that with each other and with all of you is not something is not a place where we were two years ago 
No, not at all. I mean, first of all, we wouldn't have been behind the mics. <laughs> we, you know, the events of the last two years have strengthened us to the point where we are comfortable laying out our marriage, mm-hmm. laying out, you know, broad painting pictures of our sex life. Um, you know, and, and what we've gone through in the past. I mean, both of our parents have read the book and, and if you haven't, you can pick it up at, at one extraordinary marriage.com and it, just click on strip down and pick it up ebook, audio or physical book. And both sets of parents have yeah. said to us, wow, didn't know that about you guys about different aspects right. of, of our journey. Um, and you know, we probably would have still had some of those secrets from our parents. Sure thing. Sure. I mean, wouldn't I? <laughs> I don't think it's something I would have brought up. I, we're we're definitely more free with talking. I I think my my point or my position for this podcast and yours could be different. But for me, I, I just want to give you guys a place where you can go. There's hope because. If we didn't do what we did two years ago, we wouldn't be where we are today. And I think there was a lot of forces against us doing what we wanted to do two years ago. And sometimes when we're in this place where we don't know what's going to happen, we have a very narrow narrow view. Mm -hmm. And so we never think we're going to get out of it. We never know if we're going to get out of this, this forest and see the, this grandeur this this picturesque picture of you know everything we want to see. I feel like we're on a hike. We are. This is sort of like <laughs> my like, this, hike. This is a hiking analogy. I remember being stuck in the forest behind you, not knowing if there was anything up ahead of us. Right, and it, and so uh, really, I just want to I just want to talk about you guys taking that step, you guys making that that decision today to start walking forward, to start looking at your marriage, to start making a difference in your marriage, not not having to worry about what ifs in the sense of what if this doesn't work out, what if this does work out. Just release all the worry and give it to God. And I know that's hard. I know that's hard because I've been battling with some issues this week that I'll, I'll get into. But you got to just let it go and start walking if you really expect to be somewhere different. And I know it's hard. Uh, we we couldn't sit here and in good faith tell you that it's easy or it's, we, can, we, we just couldn't be here and not tell you that it's going to be hard. It's a journey. It's a it's journey. It's a process. And, and so often, you know, we almost as humans become paralyzed by our fear of the unknown. You know, we we get to a point where being in our comfort zone, however miserable we are in our comfort zone, is more comfortable than taking any type of step outside of that box. Right. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if it's going to be better or if it's going to be worse. But sometimes we're so miserable <laughs> that, you know, to do something like get involved in the blow up my marriage or to go seek marriage counseling at your church, doing any of those types of things to, you know, come clean with somebody and say, you know what, I'm struggling with pornography or these are my issues. It's scary. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, we've been getting emails over the last couple of weeks where a lot of people are paralyzed by fear, Mm -hmm. by fear of the unknown, by fear of possible repercussions to a conversation they need to have, to a decision they need to make, to a suggestion they want to make. And, you know, it really goes back to making decisions, to taking the lead, to saying, you know what, I'm going to get involved in a course that's going to help my marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to suggest to my spouse, you know what, we need to try counseling because I'm concerned about where we are in our marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we get so like, Oh, I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know what she's going to do. It's, it's, it's a tough place to be though. It's a tough place to be. And we've been been there. there. We've been, I mean, you guys that have been with us, you know, over these last 35 episodes know what we've gone through in our marriage. And if you don't, if you're just jumping in, you know, quick summary. I mean, we have, Tony has dealt with a, how many years? 19. 19 year addiction to pornography. We have been over $50,000 in credit card revolving auto debt in our marriage. We have lost a child. Yeah. You know, we've dealt with some of these lying, cheating, you know, not telling each other the truth, putting on the masks, you know, hiding from arguments, disagreements, walking away from each other in heated arguments and disagreements. Um, screaming matches. We've done a lot of the big stuff. You know, we've, we've been there with you. And, we know. And, and you know, I, we're summarizing that into, you know, 10 seconds of airtime just to say, you know what? We've been there. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can, you know, if you're interested in hearing about any more of those, <laughs> those specific topics, there are different podcasts um, early on where we really kind of tear into some of those specific topics but the reality is is that in each one of those issues we had to make a decision related to our marriage Mm -hmm. on whether or not it was going to move forward right we had to say you know it was it was the what if what if i don't do anything what if we stay where we're at or doing what we're doing what's that going to look like or what if we make a change and for us, that change, a lot of it was physical intimacy. A lot of it was sexual intimacy. And, you know, it, it broke down a barrier. Having sex for us was something that allowed us just to just be uninhibited. I mean, it, it just released us from everything else that was going on. And we had a common goal that was... Specifically in in the sixty days. In the sixty sex. days, yeah. yeah. I mean, th- and I think that's really what we're talking about is yeah. that in that sixty days, yeah, this was something that was going to happen. Sixty daily. times. We were. Yeah. We, that's what our goal was. I mean, we got forty, but it, it was something that we had a common goal, and we were trying to achieve. And during that period, it was through a lot of just having sex. We worked together through a lot of stuff. I mean, it was the challenge of us being together and trying to make this happen that we were able to almost set aside a lot of these issues that we were just sort of grumbling and sort of that were nagging at us. And we could put those aside. Now, at times during 
the 60 days, things came up and we knew that we had, excuse me, we only had so much time to discuss or, or to really just fester on something. Right. Because really the next day was going to come around and we wanted to have sex again. So we couldn't sit there on something as minuscule as say the dishwasher episode that we just had (laughs) and sit on that for two weeks. I mean, I know couples that have had arguments like that and seriously, it's unresolved two weeks later. So that is one thing that Elise and I learned quickly was how to resolve issues quick and get it over with. Right. Because I know when we had in some of the earlier podcasts, you know, when we talk about not being able to have sex, make love when you're angry. And some people have said, well, I can do that. If you can, I find that to be incredible because in our marriage, we can't. If there's something mm-hmm. going on uh, on any other realm, we are not physically intimate. Right. For us, we need we, we for do. us we need to we need to have the rest of our lives smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there could be stuff going on, but if there's an issue between the two of us, we find it very difficult, if not impossible to have any type of physical intimacy mm-hmm. if that's unresolved. Um, but again, oh, I totally lost my train of thought right there. Hmm. That doesn't happen very often. Unresolved issues, angry sex. <laughs> that sounds like a whole nother podcast right <laughs> there. <laughs> don't, don't let there be unresolved issues. Work through those whatever they are, you know, and when you're starting, if you, if this hasn't been the model that you followed in your marriage, then you need to, you need to work on making that be a goal. You know, if you've been one of those couples, like Tony was mentioning that can draw things out for weeks and weeks and fester on them and and fester on it, hold grudges against your spouse on, you know, I, I was I was a grudge holder. Mm -hmm. I I mean, Tony spent many years married to a grudge holder. Um, But again, we've learned quick problem solving and it's not like we're dismissing it and it's going to come back up later. I mean, we share these things for the benefit of you guys, even if it's been a couple of days since it happened, but it's not like the next time we get upset at each other and be like, and then there was that time that you didn't do the dishwasher as fast as I wanted. It's over. Right. It's over. You know, it's kind of that for us, you know, the don't go to bed angry, although sometimes that happens just because somebody falls asleep. But it gets resolved within 24 hours. I think our walk with Christ has had a big, has been a big component of it over the last two years too. I was on my ride today and I was telling uh, one of my riding partners that I feel, I got baptized, Lisa and I both got baptized 10 years ago in October. It'll be 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I will say, I don't think I have, I I think my real walk with Christ started maybe four years ago, three, four years ago. And I, and I do believe that over the last two years, our walk with Christ has become much closer Mm -hmm. to him. And as we've gotten closer to him, obviously we've become closer together. Definitely. And so I think that's another big, big area looking back over the last two years to go, wow. Now, do I still struggle with stuff? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I still worry and 
struggle with the trusting in God. And, but I believe that as I've dived more or have dove, dive as or I dove, dive. as I dive more into the Bible. There you go. Nice. Um, I get closer with God and I, I really see what I'm to be doing as a husband. Which makes life easier for me as the wife. Yeah. Um, and, and it's true, you know, this whole what if look back, you know, down memory lane. I and mean, we've talked about that in the past that there are just times when you have to look back at where you've been to see where you're going and see the impact that a particular decision has made in your life. I mean, you guys know when Tony first threw this out at me that night in August, two years ago, I shot him down so fast. I was like, you are a crazy man. Yeah. And the reality is, is that I would not have the marriage I have today if he had not ever thrown that question out. Right. It took him saying, okay, you know what? I got this harebrained idea. I'm just going to throw it out there and see if it sticks on the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. And it didn't at first. It was like, no, not interested. But it was there. It was in my consciousness working. Mm -hmm. And the next day I was able to say, yeah, let's try this. Yeah. Which was a big step for me. Because not only was this a crazy idea, but I was agreeing to go along with it. Yeah, you were. And, you know, sometimes we have to do that. Sometimes we have to say, you know what? One, I'm not sure I can do this, and I wasn't, but I figured, you know what, it's two months. It's not like it's going to kill me, but I wasn't sure I could do it, but I figured if he was willing to try and I was willing to try, what was the worst that could happen? You know, I mean, what was, there really was no worst case scenario. No. You know, when you play it out. Yeah. I think the thing is, though. And we've had a lot of people go, but I'm not going to have sex for 60 days straight. So how do I get where you guys are if we're not going to do that? And so I think here's some quick tips from Elisa and I on what you can do to start moving forward with your marriage and not doing 60 days. Mine would be number one, pick up a devotional you like and start doing it and make that a goal for you guys. Make it a goal for 60 days, 90 days. Do it. Answer the questions truthfully, honestly. Take off the mask. Share from the heart. Work through some of these tough questions. And put it down there. Make it something you're going to do every night. Mm -hmm. Just like Elisa and I, our goal is to have sex every night. You need to do the same. This is a priority and it needs to happen. And you guys both need to be there and... And I think the reward for that is then starting your intimacy lifestyle. Start up two days. I think two days a week is, is good. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I, I what I, why I think that is, is I, I good. I, the reason I think okay. that is that both the husband and wife both get to take the lead once a week. Like Tim said in his, the rejection stops on both sides, it is the sex, the power of having sex is stop, is, isn't being used in a way to manipulate or to, or to gain power over your spouse. It, it takes that out of the, out of the equation. 
so that that would be my second my second thing. So devotion, get your intimacy lifestyle going. Uh, I you know I go back. I talked about this last week. I think you have to make you have to make your bedroom a no rejection zone. And that and I'm not just talking about the sex side of things. You have to have in your marriage a safe place, a sanctuary, mm-hmm. a place where you know, away from all of the hubbub and the craziness. I mean, that's why in the book we talk about getting rid of the electronics out of the bedroom and all the distractions. It's a place where you can light the candles and you can just be. You lit some candles this week. I lit candles this week. They smelled really good. Those like a vanilla berry. Well, I had vanilla candles and then your aunt had given me some berry candles. And so it's very nice. Very soothing. It is soothing. Good for lovemaking. I, I strongly recommend candles. Um, and we have them on the wall sconces, so they're up above where the kids can't get to them. Um, but, uh, you know, I, the re- and the reason I go back to that, you know, I totally agree with the two things that Tony said, but I, I think when you decide that life is going to be no rejection from your spouse, I and mean, we face enough rejection and enough crud in our day-to-day life outside of our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's part of human nature. Somebody cuts you off on the freeway, you know, somebody, you know, is rude to you at the store. There's just all kinds of stuff that we're bombarded. You need to have a safe place. Right. You need to have a place where you can say, you know what, can we just talk for a few minutes in the bedroom? You know, or I just need a hug. Can I just get a hug Mm -hmm. (laughs) from somebody that's higher than, you know, three and a half feet tall. Those are good. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you need a grown up hug. Um, and guys, this isn't the hug where you start grabbing her bottom and start grinding on her. All right. right. This, is, this, the, is, this is the hug of, hey, babe, I love you. And that's it. And you walk away, even though I know, because I'm a guy, you want more. You just sort of walk away, give her a kiss and go, hey, babe, I love you. And that's all that is. You'll probably get more if you don't be so grabby about it. That's I've learned that the hard way. That's, yes. That's a little on the side. Yes. Um, and the other thing I would say is, you know, don't be afraid to take action. Mm-hmm. You know, the emails that we've gotten over the last couple of weeks, I was talking to somebody earlier today too, where it was, you know, you kind of have this wishy-washy, you know, I'm not sure what we should do. And, and you're trying to having this conversation over the weekend where, you know, so many people are saying, well, we're, we're going to pray about this situation. You know, we're, we're kind of, that that's where we are and don't get me wrong we are huge believers in the power of prayer but like i told tony god gave us the ability to move (laughs) and act and make things happen and so sometimes what he's waiting for and what you need to do is get up and make things happen Mm -hmm. you know it seems like sometimes we just sort of sit there and say, well, you know, I'm going to pray about it. And that's good. And in some cases that's even great. If you've never been one to pray about a particular situation, you all know I pray during sex. If it's not, you know, if I'm not there, but you got to make things happen. You got to say, you know what? I care so much about you. I care so much about our marriage that I am going to work to make things better. I am going to 
step up to the plate and I am going to serve you as my spouse. I am going to, I mean, Tony does the dishes and cleans up the kitchen almost every night. He's pretty amazing at that. And he does all of our tech stuff. I mean, I just get the privilege of sitting here and just talking to you and he does all of the other make it happen, get it up type stuff. Uh, It's all him, you know, and I am so thankful for that because I have zero interest you would not hear one extraordinary marriage podcast if it wasn't for Tony. But he does that for me so that I don't have to be burdened with it. Mm-hmm. If there are things that you can do to make your spouse's life easier, do it. <laughs> don't and don't don't keep score. So many of us say, "Well, I did this, but you didn't do that." Right. I was guilty of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was, do, I was doing the laundry and I'm trying to do the dishes. Could you have at least? stop keeping score marriage you know you're not going to get to the end of your 50 years together and have somebody you know pull out the scorecard and say well he did you know four million two hundred twenty six thousand things and she did four million two hundred twenty seven things oh well we've got a winner Lee. no you want to get to 50 years go on those were the best 50 years of my life mm-hmm. we worked together we made some amazing memories Good and bad. Good and bad. You know, but I knew that he or she was always there for me. Mm-hmm. It, you know, if you can get to to the end of your 50 years or 60 years, I mean, good grief, my grandparents were married just shy of 50 years. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I think it was 50 years, a little over 50 years um, before my grandfather died. I mean, they had their ups and downs. Good grief. But All they, of us do. But they loved each other. Mm-hmm. They loved each other immensely. And, you know, that th- it was a good marriage. It was a good marriage. A- and that's all ultimately we want for each and every one of you listening. We want you to be able to look back in two years and say, you know, what if I hadn't joined the one community? Where would we be? Look at where we are because we did start listening to this podcast. We took their, you know, marriage minute Monday tips. We read the book and were able to pull out that nugget that has made all the difference in the world. Right. We participated in discussions on Facebook or followed Tony on Twitter. And you know what? The people in that community have helped change our marriage for the better. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we we want to be doing this podcast another two years with even more success stories than we've already heard. Because between the seven days of sex challenge and everything that's gone on in the last eight months of this podcast, there are some amazing marriage success stories. Yeah. And the what if for us is what if we hadn't started the 60 days of sex challenge? What if we hadn't spoke at a marriage conference two summers ago and had enough people ask us. So what'd you guys do and why? And how did that work to say, maybe some people, maybe there are a few people out there that care what we have to say, you know, what if, and for us, we look at it and say, you know what? We know that marriages have been touched because of this community. Oh yeah. Because of all of you, because you share things like what's the most important trait? How did you phrase that question? What's the most important trait in a marriage? 
quality quality on facebook on the facebook or tim just calling in and really sharing from his heart about rejection i mean kudos to tim Mm -hmm. because i know if one guy is speaking that there's probably 10 or 20 of you thinking it and it's guys like that that i just commend and i just am so grateful to be acquainted with and know because it's making a difference Yeah, in his marriage and it's shining and it's showing and hopefully others are catching it and it's becoming contagious. And it's one thing that I've learned over the last eight months of, of being on the air is that a lot of you guys don't feel, you don't feel safe talking about what's happening in your marriage, in your local church, or to a counselor. Um, and I'm honored when you call us. I'm honored when you email me and you're telling me about your your issues. Um, numerous of you have emailed me about your finance, pornography, and we've had some pretty good discussions. And you know what? If we're a place where you can come so you can feel safe, then praise God. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm here and Elisa's here because we want you to feel safe. We want you to take off the masks. We want you to be real with us. We want you to be real with your spouse. And it's only through taking off those masks and doing what we said that you are going to have a marriage where you're going to look back in two years and go, wow, it was tough. There are roller coasters, but look where we are now, mm-hmm. you know, and again, we're here. <clears throat> if you want to call us, if you want to email us, you know how to get a hold of us. If you want to comment on a, on a blog post or a podcast, well, we're here and, and we take all of them seriously. Sometimes we don't email back as quickly as possible. Some of you guys write really long, really long emails and it takes me a while to to digest them and think about them and, and email back. It's, it's just, I really, um, I think long and hard and I, and I give a lot of it up to God and I, and I just, and I just want to give you a little kick in the butt sometimes. Kind of the tough love approach. Because I think for myself, one of the, the biggest problems that I had was that at church, everybody goes, Oh, let's pray. And you know what? That's fine and dandy, but sometimes you need to get a good swift kick in the butt and point it in the right direction so you can get on moving Mm -hmm. because that's what needs to happen. It's just like Elisa said earlier, you got to start moving forward. You start, you got to put one step in front of the other and go after it. And no matter how hard it is, no matter how scary it is, you just do it. You make it happen. And for those of you right now that are in a situation where you're just like, there's no way, Tony, there's no way, Elisa, we can't, there's no way. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. There, there's too much anger. There's too much, um, fear. We're crippled by stress or worry. I'm going to tell you, we're not counselors. You guys know that. But Dr. Corey Allen and his blow up my marriage course, it's worth doing. It's 16 weeks. Do it. 
one of the steps that Elisa and I took many years ago before the before the 60 Days of Sex Challenge is that we sat down with the counselor. And the reason we sat with that counselor is we were having a lot of issues with Alex. Mm-hmm. But we learned a lot about ourselves in yeah. those sessions. And you know what? As a guy, I got to say, it wasn't something I was like, woohoo, this is going to be awesome. I'm sitting down with the counselor. I actually got to meet her. I actually found her through our son's preschool at the time. And you know what? For some reason, it clicked. And honestly, I came home and I told Elisa, I said, Elisa, we are doing this. Needless to say, I was shocked because it just had never crossed my mind that he would even be interested in seeing a counselor. Yeah. And, you know, Karen did a lot for us. She did. She got us talking through a lot of, you know, we were there for, you know, parenting. That was, you know, the, the essentially the, um, the reason we were there. The re- yeah. It was the reason that we were there, but you can't parent your children if there are issues in your marriage. You right. can't, you can't parent them very effectively if there's stuff that you and your spouse need to work through. And that was something that we didn't realize. Um, you know, it was much easier to sort of put it, you know, put all the energy and all the, the blame mm-hmm. on this little guy who's really just kind of mirroring us. what he was seeing in us. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you are in a position where you need counseling, you need coaching, whatever it is that you and your spouse need, be open to that. Mm-hmm. Don't, no, if you have to try Oops. on, sorry, sorry about that. Something with the tech side. Um, yeah, if you have to try on a few counselors to find one, do it. Don't just say, I, I'm going to try and find a counselor that I like. Right. Because sometimes you're not going to like your counselor. Sometimes they're really going to make you mad. <laughs> because sometimes they're going to put the responsibility back on your shoulders where it belongs. Real quick story. And that story. doesn't feel so good. Real quick story though. We got we have some good friends at our church and they went to go see a counselor. They're about to get divorced. And they they went to go see a counselor. And so counselor's listening, listens to both sides. Finally looks at my friend, the husband. And there's tears flowing. There's a lot there's a lot of anger, there's a lot of angst. He looks at my friend and goes, you're the problem. My friend, he got up out of that room, left never to go back. But he said that is what he needed to hear. He needed to hear somebody be truthful and honest with him because he finally got somebody to give him a jab in the gut that made him wake up. You know, and that was at that point that he finally succumbed that he finally just gave his life over to Christ and said, I'm done. I I cannot do this on my own. I am a mess. I have a problem and I don't want my marriage to go down this road any longer. And man, that guy, I I love him dearly and he has made strides and he and his wife are happily married now doing amazing stuff. And Every time he tells me that story and, and we, we get the opportunity to hear them speak um, numerous times, it, uh, it it brings tears to my eyes. So 
you're not alone, folks. We all have our things going on. We all have issues and and pride issues and worries and fears. But are you willing to take that step? Willing to give it to God? You praying to him? You letting him know what's happening? It's no longer time to sit on the sidelines. It's time to get out on that field and play some ball. And sometimes playing ball hurts. So tonight, you know what? I feel led. I'm going to pray. I really am. I'm going to pray and then we're going to close this thing down. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this community, for these folks that uh, are here listening, Lord. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here with them. And Lord, for all those who are hurting, put your hand upon them. Show them the way. And I know that you'll be right there beside them through thick and thin. And for those of you who are just having an extraordinary marriage, amen to you. Amen. Keep it up. Date nights. Take the lead. Calendar it. Do it. Enjoy it. Live it. Share it. Because it's through you when you shine the light upon others that we can glorify our Heavenly Father. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys. Have a fantastic week. We love you.